Hey world, what's good? Welcome to We Live on a Planet. How are you? Thank you so much for joining me on this Monday, July 26, 2021. I'm your host, Patrick. This is episode 499 in the works. I'm titling this one, Tested. We're listening to a little bit of garage band that I made a while back, feeling creative when I made it and wanted to put that out this morning. Speaking of put things out there, let's put out the temperature so we know what the temperature is for future generations when they're listening to We Live on a Planet, they can get a feel of what it was like on July 26, 2021. 70 degrees. Feels like 70. Highs are going to be about 82 degrees Fahrenheit. Winds are out of the west, 3 miles per hour. I feel like I have a lot to talk to you about. I haven't put out a show in a couple weeks, so we'll try to catch up, play a little mental gymnastics. We'll bounce around a lot, I'm sure, today's show. Since I have a lot to talk about, my thoughts are kind of jumbled. We'll try to put them in some sort of cohesive order today. I appreciate you stopping over. Stick around when we come back. We'll dive right in. We'll be right back. Hello. Thank you for stopping back. In case you left. <laughs> this is unknown. This quote. I always start off with a quote or a mantra or something. You will be tested but don't quit. You will be tested, but don't quit. Easier said than done. We're all tested every minute of the day. Every day we're tested. Me being an alcoholic, I'm tested every, every day. My sobriety is never owned. It's always rented is rent, and rent is due every day. I can't believe that July is almost over. It will be very shortly that I'll be celebrating six years of sobriety in August. Also, our, my wedding anniversary, so I'm really excited about that. 13 years with my wife, married. We've been together 18, and uh, I'm real thankful for her. I couldn't do this without her this whole thing called life or without my children or family. I was telling my, to my therapist that the only way I'm making it a lot of times is with my family and my support that I have. And I'm very fortunate that I have them. So you will be tested, but don't quit. And I had uh, planned on putting out shows and uh, things, just the world happens, life happens. One day I planned on putting one out and I got sick. If you follow the show, you know I have a thing called CVS, cyclic vomiting syndrome. And that crept up on me and hit me, put me down for a couple days and so I couldn't put the show out. But to catch up, we got a lot of catching up to do. A couple weeks ago, I got to dive, finish my dives. I got to dive twice with Coach he is fantastic. Coach is the goat. 
So is Scott, one of the master divers that's on the boat. He's awesome too. But my new gear is all set up and coach has got me floating like a Buddha. It's awesome. I uh, just need a couple more things for my gear. My knife has been ordered. It's a special knife that fits for my BCD. I got a Tusa Conquest 2 BCD. It's a hybrid. It's a really nice BCD setup, but BCD is a buoyancy control device. It's the vest that you use that helps make you buoyant or not buoyant with weights, neutral buoyant. And the whole thing is to try to become neutral buoyant so you're floating like a Buddha. So I need weights and my knife is ordered and the coach has weights set aside for me. I need like 14 pounds of weights to get me down diving. It's exciting though. I got my paddy card, my official paddy dive card. Now I'm good to dive anywhere in the world that is paddy, a paddy dive area. You just show them that card and it's good for life, which is pretty nice. It feels like a big accomplishment for me. I haven't accomplished anything a lot lately in my life except for just making it through the day. And it took me a little bit to do it, but I did it, and I'm happy. I'm hoping that it's going to help me with my anxieties. That's the whole one of the reasons why I got into scuba diving. I realized after some research that it can help with anxiety and depression, which seem to be a bane of my existence. And, um, yeah, I'm hoping it, it works for me and everything like that. And it's a whole new world underwater. It really is. And the gear I got is going to last me a lifetime. The only thing I might need to replace is gloves every once in a while because of the zebra mussels are pretty sharp and they'll eat up gloves. If you didn't have gloves on, your fingertips would just be torn apart because Lake Ontario and the St. Lawrence River are just covered with zebra mussels everywhere. And they never were like that for me growing up. It's an invasive species that came in through the St. Lawrence Seaway canal system. And um, it's just been brutal to our waterways, invasive species. All right, stick around. When we come back, we'll just chat a little bit more. We'll be right back. Welcome back, welcome back. It's so soothing, isn't it? That welcome back. Very, very soothing. I loved the sweat hogs. I've been watching uh, on CNN the history of the sitcom, and it's been very interesting. I'm not a sitcom guy right now, but I remember growing up liking them and watching them, and I just don't care for sitcoms right now, really, that. At least there's no more canned laughter. They got rid of fake laughter a long time ago in shows, and I, I can't stand fake laughter in a show. And You know, it's... Granted, <laughs> here I'm saying, I can't stand fake laughter in a show. <laughs> yeah, we've had it here before, haven't we? <laughs> that's not fake. That's real people laughing right now here in the studio that think what I'm saying or... 
absolutely the funniest thing they've ever heard. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. My, um... <laughs> oh, stop, my producer. My cousin Todd will be in town tomorrow. I'm excited for that. He's from Colorado. And my uncle, his dad, has a camp in Sandy Pond, which is a rock throw from Oswego. It's not that far. It's right on Lake Ontario, and it's beautiful. Sandy Pond is just a very beautiful area. It's crazy. During um, War of 1812, there's the Battle of Big Sandy, which is right near um, Sandy Pond. Is it War of 1812 or Revolutionary War? One of those. I think the Battle of uh, 1812. But yeah, I can't wait to see him, and that would be nice to catch up with my family and maybe get a little color on me. I've got a farmer's tan quite a bit. It doesn't help wearing a wetsuit and stuff like that, too. <laughs> Speaking of wetsuit, I got my whole wetsuit and everything, and I got it all dried out and packed up from my last dive and all ready to go and... I was telling you about my BCD, my buoyancy control device, my wetsuit. They fit me, but I, I could put a little bit of weight on. I've, I'm the smallest I've ever been in my grown adult life. And um, I put pants on the other day that were 31 waist. I thought they were 30s, but they're 31. And I didn't put a belt on, and I had to run to the walls, which is the Walmart. I just call the walls or Wally World, and I ran to the Walmart, and, well, I didn't run, I took my vehicle, but I got in, and um, I started walking through Walmart, and my pants were falling down, I could not hold them up, I don't know how people like that style of saggy pants, because it was the most uncomfortable, terrible feeling, so I had to hold one hand on my belt loop, and on my pants and walk through Walmart because if I let go of my pants, they fell right, they were going to fall right off me. And uh, yeah, like I said, I'm one of the smallest. I'm like 163 pounds right now when I jumped on the scale at my daughter's the other day and I'm six foot. But I, in the scale of where I'm supposed to be in the American medical journals or whatever I'm right where I'm supposed to be but everything is just a little loose I was able to go get some shorts and shirt and stuff all just size medium the other day and I usually get large and it felt really weird to buy those and but uh yeah so but yeah I got my stuff all dry and packed up and ready to go again for another dive and I'm hoping to dive um I'm just looking through my calendar in the studio. The 7th and 8th of August, I want to get some dives in before the season is over. And, uh, and then I want to move forward with diving and get my advanced open water certification because right now I'm just open water, which allows me to go to 60 foot. But I would like to get my advanced open water which will allow me to go to 100 to 100 or 120 feet. And there's a bell on the arrow 
the arrow is the ship that I dive off from. And when you get to the uh, the propellers on the Keystorm, which is the shipwreck that I've been diving over and exploring in the St. Lawrence River that sank in 1912, when you dive down to the propellers, which are at 100 foot, 110 foot or 100 foot, and come back up, you get on the arrow and you ring the bell that you made it down to the propellers. And I want to do that. That's something that is a goal that I'm striving to do with Coach. And I'm just really fortunate I found him out of Baldwinsville. Baldwinsville is just a rock throw from Oswego, New York. And he's just, he's the GOAT. Like I said, he's one of the greatest of all times. He's helped me through a couple panic attacks of di with diving. Every, you know, I feel comfortable in water and everything, but I have a lot of anxieties, and I, I'm trying to work through them every day. It's always, it's always there. All right, stick around. We'll be, we'll be right back. I'm rambling. I told you it was going to be mental gymnastics. We'll be right back. Ah. So I got to see both my daughters the other night, and that was awesome. My oldest daughter had a barbecue, a Hawaiian-themed barbecue. It wasn't a luau, but it was all Hawaiian-themed. And then we had a huge bonfire. And my youngest daughter, after she got out of work, came out, and it was on a Friday. It was really nice. I love when I get both of them together. I'm so fortunate of my with my daughters and my family and the friends I still have in my life. Speaking of friends, I was just uh, heard from my buddy AJ the other day, and I was I shouted out AJ the other day on the podcast about on TikTok, and it was just great hearing from him. He was my college roommate. And college was so long ago for me, but when I talk to him or see him, it's like no time has gone by whatsoever. That's the sign of a true friend and a true good soul, and that's him. He's got a good soul. Speaking of friends, too, I possibly might have a new dive buddy that I met when I was on the Arrow coach's boat. His name is Jeff. He said he's got a camp in Oswego. And that he's interested in diving and finding some shipwrecks. And I told him how there's a shipwreck called the Mary Kay, which is just west of the lighthouse. We have a lighthouse here in Oswego, New York, because we're a harbor town. And um, we couldn't find it. It's There's no buoy marker. Me and my brother-in-law looked for it, and there's no buoy marker marking it. It's only in 45 feet of water. So it's... A nice dive and the visibility was crystal clear when we got down to 45 feet just couldn't find it and um, if I think I told you guys how I emailed the mayor of Oswego I just haven't heard back from him and shortly after I heard about NOAA and I can't remember what NOAA stands for National Oceanic something but they want to um, our north the Atlantic, I can't remember what NOAA stands for, N-O-A-A. -A. They're talking about um, marking 45 or up to 65 shipwrecks 
in Lake Ontario and in around Oswego area and everything, and that would be awesome. I don't know why they don't push diving more right in this area. The college offers a diving course for the students, and the shipwreck, the Mary Kay, is like right out the college way. You can see the college when you're looking for the shipwreck. Oswego State is a beautiful college, beautiful, beautiful college. It's famed to claim is that Al Roker, the famed weatherman, went to there. We have a sub in the Oswego sub shop named after him, the Al Roker. Eric Cole is also from Oswego, New York, a famous NHL hockey player. And then me. <laughs> no, <laughs> that was supposed to. But um, boom. Try the VO. I'm here all week. All right. What else? Uh, my knife. I'm excited. I did tell you about that, but it's a titanium knife, so it'll be nice and light and last me a lifetime. I can't wait to get that stuff. I'm super excited. I feel like a little kid at Christmas about getting it. It's big boy toys is what they are. Sorry about that. If I use that click, my phone hit the Rodecaster Pro. Um, so yeah, big bonfire with the kids and all that kind of stuff. That was a lot of fun. And I think now what we'll do is we'll take just a short break and when we come back, we're going to learn something. We'll get a wrinkle on our brain and everything like that. I appreciate you stopping over anytime you give me your time. I say it all the time at the end of the show, but it's the most valuable gift you could ever give me is time. If you think about it in, in the big grand scheme of the world, What's the most valuable thing in, in this world? It's time. Because we're, we're all at a set time. Our timer is set. As soon as we're born, somebody's cranking that thing, and it's counting down. And it's going to ding eventually. You know? And so for you to give me your time, I just appreciate it and your support. So thank you. I am not to get all gushy, ooey, ooey, gooey on you, but I just... I. I, I appreciate it a lot. Okay, we'll be right back. And we are back. And I was over rooting around, just rooting around like a, a hog trying to find truffles. And uh, I stumbled across on the fax site an article written by Michelle Gabriel, 13 astonishing facts, or excuse me, 30 astonishing facts about tattoos. And we're not going to do all 30, but I just thought that was kind of neat to, I wanted to talk about a little bit about tattoos. The oldest known tattooed human skin to date is found on the body of Otsia, the Iceman, who was estimated to be between three 1370 and 3100 BC. His body was found in the Alps and had 61 tattoos of simple dots and lines using carbon ink. Wow, that's, that's an old tattoo that shows how long they've been around. It was in 1891 the first electric tattoo machine was invented and patented by Samuel O'Reilly. The tattoo gun stemmed from Edison's electric pen when O'Reilly added needles and an ink reservoir. 
I didn't know that there was an electric pen by Edison. Only 5% of Americans have had one tattoo covered up by another tattoo. Cover-ups, yeah. A tattoo gun can puncture the skin between 50 and 3,000 times per minute, penetrating the skin one millimeter deep into the skin to the dermis. 58% of women have at least one tattoo, while only 41% of men have one. However, women are twice as likely to get their tattoos removed as men. One of the oldest recorded tattoo ink recipes consists of Egyptian pine bark, cordored bronze, vinegar, vitriol, leek juice, and insect eggs. Okay. The word tattoo is the most misspelled word in the English language. It is commonly spelled as T-A-T-O-O, when it's really T-A-T-T-O-O. It's the most misspelled? Really? Hmm. I don't know if that seems... Um, a survey in 2020... 2012 revealed that 59% of people with tattoos are women, with the most popular image being hearts and angels. Tattooing was illegal in South Carolina until 2004. Wow. Until 2006, it was illegal to get a tattoo in Oklahoma. The world's richest tattoo artist is Scott Campbell, who charges $1,000 for his first hour and only works on weekends. Wow. Musician Tommy Lee, he's the drummer for Motley Crue, he set a Guinness World Record when he became the first man to be tattooed mid-air on a plane in 2007. Tattoo is illegal in three countries. Iran... Turkey and the United Arab Emirates. I have a friend who lives in Turkey that I met through a video game and we've been through we've been friends for uh, at least eight years now or seven years. I didn't know that tattoos were illegal in his country. He did tell me they can only fly their Turkish flag at certain times um, when they're allowed like we can take our American flag and fly it out of our house on our porch at any time, but you can't do that in Turkey here. It's only certain times. Isn't that weird? I don't, not weird, just different, I guess is what I should say. 23% um, of people regret their tattoos, with the biggest regret being, what do you think? Yep, you guessed it, a tattooed name. When you get somebody's name on you. Um... What else do we have? Because there was lots of facts. Mm, I think that's good. Let's do this, though. One last. Stat states with the highest percentage of tattoos discrimination are South Carolina, Oklahoma, and Florida. States with the most tattoo-friendly public opinion are Montana, Colorado, and California. Hmm. The body part, 
The part of the body tattooed the most among women is the ankle area. Among men, the most common spot, the arm. In the United States, Miami has the most tattoo shops with about 24 shops for 100,000 people. The city with the least is Salina, Kansas, with two shops for every 100,000 people. Wow. The average cost of a small tattoo is $45, while the average cost of a large tattoo is $150 per hour. All right, I think that's good. Thanks so much. Stick around. We got more to talk about. Just like that, magically, we are back. And now, magically, we are at the History Channel's website because we're going to learn some more. Usually, if this is your first time over to the show, you're like, what is going on with your show, dude? You just rambled about a bunch of personal stuff, and now we're learning things? Yeah. My show is a personal journal with a variety show flair. We talk about all kinds of stuff, and then we learn things, too. It helps me. It helps my brain. It helps my thought process. I'm trying to practice my thought process all the time. All right. On this day, 1775, the U.S. Postal System is established in 1775. Still going strong. It's amazing the post office is people want to complain about it it's, but it's amazing that you can order something and get something so quickly especially like amazon how amazing you order something in a day you get it also on this day in black history 1948 president truman ends discrimination in the military 1948 u.s government 1990 americans with disability act signed into law Here's one, 1908, the FBI, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, is founded. Um, 1956, Africa, Egypt nationalizes the Suez Canal. Huge Suez Canal. 1945, in Great Britain, Winston Churchill resigns. Here's one in art, literature, and film history. 1975. Where were you in 1975? I was doing The Hustle. It was Van McCoy's The Hustle is the number one song in America. Do The Hustle. Remember that? Okay, maybe not. I remember roller skating to it. Do The Hustle. World War II, 1941, the United States freezes Japan's assets. Well, that's rough if you're in the middle of a war. Wars have been very beneficial for the United States. We always end up, during World War I, World War II, we just became huge powerhouses and made so much money because we were manufacturing so, many, so much equipment for the, our allies. Uh, 1943, art, literature, and film history. Rolling Stones frontman, 1943, Mick Jagger is born. Wow. Mick is getting up there, isn't he? I don't want to say he's old in case any of my listeners are from listening that were born in 1943, because that's not old. He's just getting up there in age, isn't he? Aren't we all? Uh, natural disaster and environment. 1931, grasshoppers devastate Midwestern crops. 
a swarm of grasshoppers to sound on crops throughout the American heartlands, devastating millions of acres in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Hard to believe that an insect can do that much damage. But you think of locusts. Uh, 1947, President Truman signs the National Security Act. Invention in Science, 1998. Three fans are killed at Michigan Speedway. That's sad. Flying debris from a car crash. I kind of remember that now. Terrible. It's racing's a dangerous sport. Got to be careful. All right, my friends. We got a little wrinkle on our brain, and that was fun. Stick around. We'll be right back. Thank you so much for your time. The most valuable gift you could ever give me. If you want to find out how to reach me or you want to leave me a voice message, head on over to my website, WLOAP.com. That's the easiest way to find me. And I appreciate you. And I want to thank Mark Ryan, one of my supporters. Thank you, Mark Ryan, for your support. And thank you, you listener right there. Yeah, you, the one that's listening. Thank you. I appreciate it. Tell a friend about We Live on a Planet. What's that? Oh, I hear something knocking. That's episode 500 is knocking. I cannot believe that We Live on a Planet has been kicking around for 500 shows. All right. All right. Do your best today to stay curious and not judgmental. And peace, my friend. I appreciate you. Take care. Let's try that again. Let's try that ending again. There we go. (laughs) Take care.